You are listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast from Freedom Fellowship Church in Tontytown, Arkansas. Our mission is to love God, love others, and serve both. And now let's listen in to this week's sermon. If you'll turn to Luke 18, we'll be going over one, verses 1 through 17. I think this is my fifth time, fourth or fifth time to be in, to do this, and each time I kick off the chapter. I don't know if that's happening on purpose or what. I just, of course, I, I see little details like that. But um, we're going to be looking at the parable of the persistent widow. But I labeled this dependency. And um, the dependency that we put on ourselves, we depend on ourselves too much, and how we need to shift it to God. Verses 1 through 8. Now we told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. I could probably just stop there. And a whole two-part series could be on that one verse. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people. And a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he was unwilling, but later he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay in helping them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? You know, just now it kind of made me think about us that have, if you have kids or if you teach or around kids, they think if they keep asking that you're going to eventually give in, and some people do. Um, I'm not one of those, um, and my youngest one is pretty good at weaving and getting her way through there, trying to get her way. Um, but I look at this, and this judge eventually just like, I can't take this anymore. I'm done dealing with her. I'm going to give her what she wants. No, but the, no, the, the things I take away from this is we need to be persistent in prayer. Be faithful. Here this was. This was a a judge that doesn't believe in God, doesn't fear God, doesn't follow Him. And even he gave justice. Now the widow had to be persistent, had to keep coming at him, but eventually he gave justice. So even someone who didn't fear God does. So again in verse verse 7, verse 8, God's going to grant it justice to us that follow him, that are faithful to him. Now verse 1 says the need for them to pray and to not give up. I think that's just, I mean, I don't know, for me that was a big, that, what a way to start a parable, start a story. You know, and it's telling us like here's something to help you to always pray and to not give up. Because a lot of us, we know that that answer sometimes doesn't come when we want it to. Notice I said answer, not what we want justice does not always look what we want it to. But God is faithful and he will give an answer and he will give justice. Just remember it's not what we think it might be. We need to align our prayers with his will. And I think that's where I've struggled a lot is even though something I can justify things and it looks like that's what it's supposed to be like, and you ask for that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I lost focus 
of aligning myself with God's will. Here was God's will. There's a straight line. Here it is. Things deviate off of it. Instead of asking to get back on path with him, I asked you know, for this to be fixed or this to be done. Instead of, okay, God, here's where we are. Here's the cars we've been dealt. How do I get back in line with you? And one of the notes, I, I kind of pause here, but just simply have faith. Have faith in the God who has been so faithful and good to us. And I was just saying this to you earlier, Jesse, like he has proven over and over and over again how faithful and how just and how good he is. And I'll get to it in a minute, but how I think I can keep controlling the situation. And he's beat me over the head and taught me that I can't. Be dependent. Verses 9 through 12, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Now, I know we know this, and I don't know, here lately I just keep seeing this tax collector thing in Luke, and I just kind of keep, when I read it growing up, and even the last you know few years, like, oh, tax collector, okay, he was, you know, people didn't like him, okay. But, like, but he was almost a traitor to his people. You know, that's how he was viewed, that's how he was looked at, because he was Jewish, but he was collecting money from his own people and then lining his pockets with a lot of it. So really, he was just, he was looked down upon because of that. So really just looked at very lowly. Verse 9, he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. Anybody done that before? Anybody done it this week? Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. And I'll be honest, when I've read this, I looked down on the Pharisee. <laughs> How can you do that? You know, Verse 11, the Pharisee was standing and praying like this about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. Ooh. Greedy, unrighteous adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. I don't mean to read that with sarcastic, like kind of sarcastic voice there. I just realized that I, I'm so guilty of that. The common theme of this and of, of these um, verses we're going in today is self-righteousness. Pharisee used man as his standard of living. He used man as his standard of righteousness. Like I said earlier, we're all guilty of that. We all look at man instead of the son of man for our standard of righteousness. For me, and I think this happens with a lot of us, I think we know that we will fall short. And so what's our defense mechanism to justify things, to justify our actions, to justify our thoughts? It's insecurity. Honestly, this is an opinion here, but Pharisee is probably insecure because he probably knew a little bit. He was probably out of touch with things, but probably knew that he fell short, but had to do something to put himself a little bit higher to feel better because he's looking at man instead of Jesus. I know I do that. I justify my actions, my th thoughts, my words, how I handle a situation. And I play it all in my head. Okay, this, okay, that sounds good. All right, let's go with that. Instead of just going, all right, God, screwed that up. 
I need to look at you. Help me out with this. Verse 13, we see that God is the standard of righteousness. Verses 13 to 14, but the tax collector standing far off would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but kept striking his chest and saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this one went down to his house justified rather than the other, because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I almost said exhausted, but <laughs> it fits there. That's, that's where I'm at. The tax collector, when I read, he's just at the end of his rope. He probably spent a lot of time trying to justify things, probably fighting, trying to, probably trying to control things. We've all, you know, I asked earlier who's been the Pharisee. We've all been that. We've also all been the tax collector. We've been on our knees beating our chest because we're just done. And we need Jesus and we need him to step in. The tax collector had the right idea. He looked as God as the standard of righteousness, not the man. He knew that his only hope was the grace of God. Like I said, we can relate with both. A lot of us have said, whew, glad I'm not like that person. Glad I didn't do that. I did this, but it's not quite as bad as that. But again, God will humble us. And we've all at least most of us, have been face down, begging and broken down. Dependency. Pharisee had dependency on himself, on man. Tax collector had it on Jesus. Verses 15 through 17. People were bringing infants to him so that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. Jesus, however, invited them. Let the little children come to me and don't stop them because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. You know, I read that several times. You know, you know it always kind of, and you think us that have little kids and those that your kids are grown or have grandkids, but you still, you know, you remember when yours were little and just the simplicity the, the logic that they have. You know, I think my oldest one's getting to that point now where just now it's starting to kind of like overthink things a little bit, you know, and that's just our personality. But I think you know what I'm saying? Like, I look at her and I look at Ellie and just the simplicity of their faith and of you tell them something, it's like, oh, okay, cool. And they go about, you know, and then we get older and we grow and we start thinking too much. We start overthinking, we, you know. So that's where I was kind of going at first with this, but then as I kept reading and kept studying, and I think that plays into it, but here's what I'm going to leave you. Children are dependent on their parents. I mean, especially little ones, they're dependent on us, right? I'll be honest, I'm almost 36, and I still depend on my parents. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest about that, but, and, you know, they try to, be independent. They try to do things on their own, but us with little ones, they can't drive. They can't go to the grocery store and buy stuff by themselves. They can get themselves dressed, but half the time it doesn't match, you know. And then <laughs> David's laughing like, yeah, over there, you know. Think about how dependent they actually are on us. And that's what God's saying. Like, you don't need anything else but me. You don't need man. 
You don't need a person. You need me. We must receive Christ like a child receives their parents, with total dependence. Not overthinking it. Well, what if it? No. Stripping it all down, simplified, total dependence on Jesus alone. What happens when we become self-sufficient and self-righteous? Our focus and our objective shifts from God to ourselves. Nate, why'd you say objective? Because what's our objective? We're supposed to be taking the kingdom of God to others. That's our objective. But when we're self-sufficient and self-righteous, it's all about us. And it's not about Jesus. We stop serving and we become self-serving. I want to think about. The, I want you to think about what's the most peacefully, peaceful you've ever been. Is it when you were in total submission, laying at the feet of Christ, or was it when you needed that? You needed that feeling of justifying yourself and justifying your actions. Does that make sense? What I'm asking. Okay. Those times where you're trying to control things and do it yourself, and you know that you know what you need to do. You know that you need to hand it over. You know you need to be dependent on him alone. There's just something kind of grabbing at you that's like, mm, not quite, you know. Because we know sometimes when we do go to total submission, it's kind of painful. It's not the most fun. Because we have to go maybe sometimes into a dark place or to a, a, go through a bad, rough patch to get there. But what happens when you're laying face down crying, moaning, whatever you do. And what's it? You can feel the Spirit releasing you of those things. And as chaotic as things seem kind of around you, maybe what it looks like, but what is your Spirit doing? It's calm. It's collected. It's peaceful. So as the worship team comes to join takeaways from from <laughs> from a lot of Luke there's been a, a common theme of repentance repentance has been the theme of Luke are we totally dependent on Jesus alone now I'm not dismissing the fact that God uses people and puts people in our lives but when those people are gone are you gonna be okay can you breathe are you codependent on others? Or are you only dependent on Christ? Reliance and dependence. Verse 1, the persistent widow, the need to pray and to not give up. The tax collector and Pharisee, tax collector, he only needed God. The little children dependent on their parents. Are you relying on Abba, Abba Father, or are you looking at yourself? Who is your standard of righteousness? Father, we thank you so much, and we thank you so much for being our standard. And I ask that you help us and give us the strength and the wisdom to put our eyes on you. When the world's chaotic, when our world is chaotic, things around us, it gets busy, we get lost in the shuffle, we get stressed out, we worry, that we're able to stop, take a deep breath, and look at you and depend on you to get us through the situation and not look to the future, to not worry about what's going on, for your spirit to lead us. And this song we're about to sing is this, we allow your spirit to lead us.
Jesus, please fill this room right now with your Holy Spirit. May we have peace and dependence. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast. We are located at 990 West Henry de Tonti Boulevard in Tontytown, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com or you can find us on social media by searching Freedom Fellowship NWA. We hope you have a great week and that you live out the mission of the church, which is to love God, love others, and serve both.